0: Hello, and welcome to the Creative Calm Podcast. I am your host, Denise Christensen Ray. I'm a creative wellness coach who has a passion for adding zest and whimsy to everyday life. As a mom of four, teacher and business owner, life can get a bit crazy and overwhelming, but I have discovered that through the magic of rest, creativity and play, I have the power to find calm and success in all areas of my life and business. My mission with this podcast is to show you that this is possible for you as well. I can't wait to help you embrace your playful spirit, find pockets of rest in your days, and dive into the joy of creativity so that you can move past overwhelm and thrive in your life and business. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Creative Comm Podcast. Today is a really fun episode. It is with a friend of mine that I met recently who's also a creative. And I am so excited because she's going to be the first in what I'm going to call the creator series, which is just going to be part of my podcast from here on out, where I have every once in a while people who are creatives who are sharing their journey with us. So our very first creative is Angeline Peterman. She is the owner, artist, and educator with the creative business Dots and Dust. Uh, Definitely check out the show notes later on and follow her because she's an amazing follow. So let me, she's right here ready. So I'm going to just like turn it right over to her so she gives a little bit of a background about who she is and uh, what she does as a creative.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me, Denise. I'm so excited to be here. So um, excited to have you. Yeah, this is, it's such an honor. It really is. And we have a lot in common, honestly, as far as what our passions are for creatives and um, so a little bit about um, dots and us. We are really, really passionate about helping people find their creative identities and whatever avenue that you choose to find that in. Um, I actually spend a lot of time teaching watercolor. That's kind of my jam. Um, but it, what it is is it's really important for me to find help people find that creative identity within themselves, because I'm, I think we've talked about this before, at some point, as we get older and become adults, we somehow lose that creative wonder, which is so beneficial to have and to keep as a daily routine, but for some reason we lose that. So my job is to help get you into the right mindset, help you look at things in a different perspective, especially, being a quote unquote artist um i think we're so scared also to call ourselves that um but Dots and Dust is really just really just a way of having this creative business to teach people okay you can you can find that creative identity again and you can either just enjoy that and have that as part of your life and help with mental well-being or you can take it further and create it into a business so that's what we're we're all about.
0: That's absolutely amazing. And yes, when, as soon as I had found you through our mutual friend, Sarah, uh, I was like, I need to get to know you. And I think I reached out and we got into like a zoom call and just started talking and realized like how much we have in common, because I have, we have similar missions for sure about helping, uh, helping other people use their creativity and their, you know, we're all artists within, we were all artists when we were kindergartners and we still are. It's just hard to, I do think it like, there's something that happens where we like don't want to call ourselves that, but because we're afraid that we don't earn it or something, but it's mm. so not true. It's so not true. You're right. Um, I think we all have some sort of creativity within us that we can express, whether it be a visual artist, which you are all about the visual arts. And I want to hear about all the aspects of, of the dots and dust, especially the watercolor. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> I have to go into that. But you could be an, But you could be creative in other ways as well. Like just. Maybe it's cooking, maybe it's music, maybe it's um, you know, designing dollhouses. I mean, there's all different ways <laughs> right. of creativity. So I just I just love how the two of us are on a similar path and we want other people to just realize how important and essential creativity is to our well being.
1: It really I mean, it really is. So yeah, I, I love what I do. Um would I ever, ever thought I'd be doing this later on in life? Probably not.
0: But no one's your backgrounds. Where did you start? Like, where did this?
1: Um, so, gosh. So my love for the arts has always kind of been like that secret thing. Like, I've always really loved it as a kid. Um, never took an art class in high school or anything like that. But I just always thought, okay, creative. I've always loved to write. That was one of my first loves. Um, Write and sing were the two that I liked to do a lot. And then, but I always admired those who were really just in my eyes were naturally good at sketching and things like that. But again, that's something I had to dive deep in and figure out why did I think I couldn't do this? And so A lot of it does stem, and I do talk about that with friends, like sometimes it stems from um, cultural expectations, like my family, you know, I do come from an Asian family background and that's just not usually something that they would consider a career. (laughs) Um, So I did, I, I went to school. So I kind of put that like as a hobby. I did things here and there. And I went to school uh, and got my degree in chemistry, which is so left brain. So everybody's always like, oh, that's so so funny that you do that. And then, you know, just met my husband who's in the military, moved around a lot, um, which is hard to create a career when your husband moves every two to three years and took care of the family. But I was driving myself crazy because at the time I decided, okay, I'm going to stay at home But I did, I wanted to do something for myself. And so uh, we were in Huntsville, Alabama, and I was uh, pregnant with our third child. And I was like, I got to do something. And someone was hosting like a modern calligraphy workshop in Huntsville. And I went to it and I just kind of fell in love. For some reason, that was the spark that just kind of was like, people do this as a living? Like, (laughs) Like, I could do this and I love to teach um adults especially i love teaching adults because for again there's always this for some reason when we become adults we don't think we can do things as kids we're like oh we can do it we can do anything we want to but for some reason when we become older you just feel like you can't and so i love teaching adults and so i got into uh, modern calligraphy started teaching myself um watercolor um dove into something called Bible journaling. I was trying to get closer to my relationship with the Lord and getting the Bible. So I got into that. And really the Bible journaling is what kind of like was the huge thing that kind of drove me towards finding more about making my own watercolor paints. And that was when Dots and Dust really started. So it became it started off like a blog and then it just kind of sprung from there. Uh, once I started learning about how to make my own paints and sell it to other people, that was kind of where I fell in love with the whole creative process
0: again. Amazing. I love that story. I just, I love how you rediscovered the artist within as you went through life and it came back to, even though you went in the career of the left brain, which listen, I think there's, I think there's, there's value to having a left brain brain career but then also having something on the side where you're using your right brain your creativity like why not use both sides of our brain? right it's amazing um but like then getting to the point where i first of all bible journaling is so cool i've i've dipped my finger into it as well and uh it's just such a really i mean you, you gotta check check out angeline because she has some beautiful beautiful things when it comes to bible journaling and then um and illustrated faith you work with them is that that... i
1: did i did um i they actually reached out which is again it feels like it came full circle because illustrated faith was who i discovered on social media and i was like what is this thing called bible journaling and i mean it's so funny because i grew up catholic and the thought of like painting in my bible was just like almost blasphemy i just was like i'm not used to this but again, this was like during my time of like discovering new things and just letting go of control and expectations, like whatever other people's expectations of were for me. I really had to do things that I really wanted and was passionate to try. So I was giving myself permission to do that. So I started diving into that and Illustrative Faith. um, I would they they were posting things on social media. And I was like, this is really cool. It's kind of like a mix of, you know, um, like journaling in your Bible, but like um, some kind of scrapbooking, you know, like it was a little bit of both. But I really gravitated towards any time I use my watercolors and anytime I was doing modern calligraphy. So those are the reasons why I kind of just stuck because they were too simple. Just two things that I could stick with and just kind of get better at. And so um, I do primarily focus a lot on watercolor florals because I think they're beautiful. And they give me that ethereal feeling that I feel is so wonderful when you read it in your Bible. Um, So, yeah, I what's really funny is Illustrated Faith um, just last year contacted me and was like, hey, we want you to teach at a retreat. So it's just such a full circle thing because I just never expected they would reach out. So it's been it was a wonderful experience um, to be around people who I've actually followed for years and to meet them in first, like for the first time in person was really cool.
0: That That is that's amazing. I love that. And so then when you started to focus on watercolor, um and you just you, so you're self taught mostly is that what you're
1: I'm completely self taught like I never took I always tell people like never took a art class um in high school um just again because I was just like I don't know I always felt like you had to be nat I don't know and now I teach my students that you don't have to be naturally mm-hmm. you can learn anything like if you break yeah. it break it down to Small basics. You really can learn anything, and it just takes a lot of practice. And, um, but yeah, no, I'm completely
0: self-taught. Yeah, I'm basically self. Well, I did. I did take. I did take APR classes in in high school, but I just did it because it was fun. I was, I never. I never considered myself um like one of them. Really, I was like, I went to the class, but I was like, oh, they're the really talented ones, and right. was, like be in the seat and like have fun and play. Um. Which is so, you know, it's so funny that just stories you tell yourself in your head. And actually, I'm looking, I was just looking back recently at some art that I made when I was in middle school, maybe, maybe early high school. I, my mom had got put me in like an art class, like an art teacher mm-hmm. was uh, staying home with her kids and she had taught art classes in her basement with like a bunch of other kids. And my, actually, my grandmother would come to it too. She was like, there's all these like, Uh, 13 year olds and my like 74 year old grandmother it was amazing she because she had the belief that like why not I can do that right but I looked back at some of the art that I had made there and I was like I I guess I have talent I do have talent like it's amazing you know you know even though it it doesn't have to be a natural talent it just was like you you took some time you practiced then you got you you like you said and then people that come to you and I do teach them and they think that they have to have a talent right away, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the case. I believe in dabbling and having fun and playing and learning different skills. So that's amazing. So then right. since you were self-taught, you then decided that you wanted to learn how to make the actual watercolor? Is that like, how did that come about? So... um
1: I honestly it's all I was on it I mean I'm on Instagram all the time now, just because I feel like there's just so many people who are so talented that you can discover, and it's so fun um, I was doing Bible journaling and I was really gravitating towards watercolor and at this time, there wasn't a whole lot like so I started dots and dust in twenty eighteen and there wasn't a whole lot of handmade watercolor makers that were on Instagram, and I came across um someone who was making them and her name uh she goes by uh, i think her handle is designs at rachel beth and she's on instagram still she still makes watercolors um but i thought it was really cool and for some reason it just kind of i loved the idea of creating something from some basic ingredients and then maybe that's my chemistry brain that goes to work um is kind of like oh let me yeah me. it marries
0: both the things it, marries, it does it does the art it's so cool
1: and so i started looking because i was just like really intrigued by it and I, I started looking it up um and i really do owe a lot to rachel beth because i reach out to her and there's some people who just, um. And I get it. It's your business. But she was just very open to like help me out and like give me tips of where to go look for pigment, where I should go, you know, like things. If something was going wrong with the paint, I was like, well, what's going on? Do you know what this might be? And she was just very, very helpful. And so that's when I kind of married the making the paints. And I love the idea of creating these individual sets that would tell a story. And so. The very first watercolor set that ever came out with Dots and Dust was called Girl Boss. And I made, because I was like, okay, I'm going to start a business. This is when it started shifting because I was like, I'm going to make watercolor paints, make my own colors, create these little curated sets, which each tell a story. And that's very important to me that everything I do has a story behind it. um, That marries that, remember that love for writing (laughs) that I used to have as a kid is rearing out and so that's basically I just started experimenting and I made this or the decision to start a business and you know make the dots and dust a business in March 8th of 2018 and I picked March 8th on purpose because it was International Women's Day and so that every year I could celebrate International Women's Day I felt such an empowerment for that because I so I chose that. that day Uh, on purpose to start our business and that's basically how i mean that's what we we still sell the watercolors now i've slowed down production but um we i mean it's so fun to see people try them out and to read the little stories of each set and the names and why i chose them
0: well i have to say i recently purchased your watercolor at one of your watercolor sets uh maybe a couple months ago and Mm -hmm. i just didn't get a chance to use them yet until recently and oh my gosh they're so good like I have a palette from like Michael's and I had then I had your watercolor, and I was like the difference <laughs> of using yours versus just a regular watercolor set was I mean I mean this is we're talking night and day like night and day oh. I, I was I was basically like okay well now I need to order much more because <laughs> I I am it's it's just beautiful absolutely beautiful oh. so I, well, thank I wanted you. to let you know that um i do use them and i actually want to share i like i'm like i keep on thinking to myself like i need to share this with everybody because it's so good so you're right now kind of slowing production down are you going to continue to make watercolors or you don't know so
1: well right right now we're just going to slow down production because we're shifting gears a little bit more into the education aspect of it um and it takes a lot of time. I mean, if anyone has seen on like my behind the scene videos of what it takes to create these things, I mean, I'm doing them by hand. So, like, you're putting pigment on, you know, a glass plate using something called a, a molar that helps disperse the pigment into um, the watercolor medium. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So, I think as our business grows, I'm sure we'll bring that back because we know that that's such a big love. For a lot of our community. They still love them. But at the end of the day, the mission has always been to help people find that creative identity or rediscover it. And that can be through, you know, using any kind of watercolors. I actually, before the holidays, I use my son's like watercolor palette from target i think it was like the target brand i was like you know what i'm gonna use this because i was just sitting there and i was like i'm gonna prove that you can still make beautiful watercolor florals from anything Um,
0: so yeah but i mean yours are really nice (laughs) yeah (laughs) they
1: are it's hard to explain to people because they're like why should i buy these um, and it's really hard to explain until they try it. They really are just different. They go,
0: they're just more pigmented. And it's like, and, yeah, yeah. It's more vibrant. The color is just more vibrant in terms of what you're looking for. I just, I I didn't know the difference really until I was like, oh, okay. As soon as I'm trying <laughs> You can make some beautiful art with any, kind. I mean, literally Crayola. Right. You can use, you can use anything. But then, you know, it's fun to treat yourself to fun, to fun different types of products, also. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I have a, I do have a hierarchy when I tell my students, like, okay, you know, watercolor is not the cheapest thing to start off with. I mean, you can get cheap supplies, but I always say, like, you want to use the supplies that I'm using because you'll get, when you get really good results right off the bat, that's an encouraging thing and it makes you want to keep doing it. And if you're using cheap supplies, sometimes it's like oh well this is not really it doesn't look as good as hers. well one you shouldn't be comparing your work to mine anyway <laughs> but at the same time good supplies good quality supplies always help yeah. when you're trying to learn something
0: yeah it's nice to feel like fall in love with something you make i mean not a right away we're gonna make we're gonna make things we don't love but at the same time you put a, it puts an effort into something you're like oh okay i like that mm-hmm. you looks know, beautiful like and I think it was a good point that a lot of times when we're learning from a teacher and we want it to look like theirs, like that's just not a realistic goal right away. And also just it's like it's that whole quote where like comparison is a thief of joy. And it's just right the point of me of expressing ourselves creatively is most of the time just to is is joy. That to bring just a, a pocket of happiness to our day and calm and re- something different from the stressors of the day and so to then pick it up and immediately compare yourself is is just not not helpful so
1: no it's not it's definitely i mean it's one of the rules in my classes you set foot in my class it's one of the things that i'm like okay we're not this is number one we're just not we're not going to compare because it's really i mean i always like to say you know how boring would it be if van gogh and monet had exactly same styles it would be so worrying but what's interesting is if we probably would have told them to paint the same exact thing they would come out differently and that's what makes everybody so unique you know i whether you believe in uh, you know god or the universe something drives us to be all completely different and it's yeah. such a beautiful thing and so we're just trying to teach the beauty of imperfection because growing up, that was really hard for me to really see until I became an adult and really started embracing the creative process and trying to f- focus on the joy. Like, how is my body feeling when I'm painting? Not really what does it look at the like at the end, yeah. but how do I feel in this very moment? And it's funny that as I'm doing this as a business, it almost is... I'm encouraging even my family like my husband it loves to woodwork and our neighbor had like all this woodworking stuff in his garage and I'm always like go over there because I always know how joyful he is and he could spend hours in there Um, but there's just something when you create something with your hands it just you get into what they you know the artists call the flow state you completely block everything out and
0: An hour goes by and you're like, whoa, where did the time go? (laughs) It's magic. It really is. is. And what I'm like, what's coming to mind as you're talking is it's just, it's really about the process, not the product at the end. And the product is nice, but the process of it is really where the magic is. And I love that you're focusing and you talk about focusing on the feeling that you're having as you're creating, because that's where the self care comes in. The, mm-hmm. the self-care doesn't come in from having some extra stuff to put on your walls that look pretty. I mean, that is nice, but it's it's about how you're feeling and bringing some comfort and joy and calm to our daily lives in the midst of like the way of, you know, we, we all live in this world right now that is so fast paced and mm-hmm. hurried and we have so much going on and so much on our plate and so many people I hear will say to me, they don't have time to add yeah. another thing of creativity. Yeah. And I hear that, but I feel that when you give yourself that time to spend in creativity, you're then like somehow magically opening up time. Like it's like something mm-hmm. it just, it, that flow state happens and you're more ready for the other things in your life to take care of because you just took care of yourself
1: mm-hmm. and
0: your creativity is an essential part of your health. Like, I just really believe that creativity is one of our... It really is, yeah. Yeah. And so before we go on, and I just wanted to ask you my final questions and ask, like, Mm -hmm. what's what you have coming on next? I do want to ask you about... Because last month you did... Maybe it was November. I don't remember exactly. Was it November? Where you did the one, like, the created every day. You were going to do watercolor every day.
1: So um, I was going to be painting every single day and this was really honestly it was mainly for me because i was like okay I, I noticed because when you become a business owner you start losing you're so busy doing all these other things you're like did i actually paint today <laughs> when was the last time i think that's when i woke up as i was like when was the last time i actually painted something for myself that didn't go on social media and so i decided i was like okay because I do get that a lot. I get a lot of, I don't have time. And the truth is, is we all can make 10 to 15 minutes a day. We can make time for that. Um, And we can make time for anything that we, you know, that we feel like is a priority. So it was kind of a way for me to get back into it, but then also I wanted to help encourage other people. And so I would post things. And what I really loved about, That challenge because it was just painting 10 to 15 minutes. I didn't have like, you know, like you get these challenges and it's like 1 through 30, and every single day it tells you what to do. I was like, no, I'm just telling you to get the paint out. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to paint something. Um, And what I really loved about that challenge was you can see that on my feed during that challenge, I was doing like this, I was working on the same thing. Like for multiple days, maybe five days, the max. And I was getting into, so watercolors, it's like, I love watercolor, but I started implementing wash, which is a different kind Mm -hmm. of medium. It's like watercolor in many ways, just a little bit more opaque. And so what I really loved that was it was different. Like it was a different style. I was following a book. It wasn't something, you know, I just pulled a book that I've had. Um, that I was meaning to do. So what was really cool about seeing that I was spending only 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 30, depending on how in the flow state I was getting, um, You, my community could see that you don't have to have a finished product every single time. Like you don't have to sit down and say, okay, for an hour today, I'm gonna just spend on just this and I'm gonna get it done. You can walk away. <laughs> like it's okay to start something, leave it there, and come back and just make it a daily thing. So, um, I think that was my favorite part about that whole challenge was being able to let people really see that, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm not finishing it. You're seeing like, the only thing I painted maybe that day was um, maybe the background or, I think there was one day I only had time because it took me so long to get the right colors. I was just mixing colors and trying to figure out the palette. But even the process of doing that, you're still learning because color theory is like a whole nother topic for a lot of people and trying to figure out how do I mix colors to get the right colors, So it was a really fun challenge. I definitely think I'll be doing that sometime again this year, probably later in in the fall. But yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was really cool to follow along with you. And I remember I think you made like a city scene like with little packages yeah. and things that were
1: so cute. <laughs> that it. was like, I will say I was I was absolutely terrified to do that because I'm like, I have to paint people. And they're not even big people. They're like teeny tiny. They were so um, <laughs> They were teeny tiny people, but um, and and I, again, I was just following a book. I think, um, you know, I was just following the book and it was telling even the author of the book was like, don't worry about what the people look like up close, because when you step away from it, you can tell it's a person on a bike. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. So it was, yeah, really, it was cool. really
0: cool. It was really inspiring. And I love that. I like Thank you. it. it was neat. So I wanted to share that with you, with everybody to to do a challenge like that one of my things this year is to just yeah step into my creativity as often as possible as close to daily as possible where I just you know do something do something mm-hmm. because so I I do a lot of different um <laughs> I can't seem to pick a medium I haven't <laughs> been able to my whole life and I feel like that is just who I am and that's okay yeah no I, I love watercolor <laughs> I love like watercolor crayons I love Cross stitching i just i mean literally give me a a, a medium and i'm like i have fun i want to play with it so i'm like a professional traveler, right. i say but um i always find it so amazing to just learn from all different people and i feel like you and your watercolor is just incredible so thank you for sharing oh, every day on your dots and dust account so before we um finish up i I i always ask my guests four questions so i'm going to ask you them My first question is, what is your favorite guilty pleasure?
1: Oh, man. Um. So I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure. There's two that my daughter is like, this is like, other than art, this is my life. And it's like listening to Taylor Swift and watching like football. Like those two things. I mean, I've always loved... Uh, I grew up, like, watching football, so it's hard during football season because I'm trying to stay really, really focused on work, but then, like, you know, I, I, you know, watch college football, my family, our family is always heavily divided on teams, um, but um, NFL, and now I think there's, like, a new league coming out, and I'm like, I don't need more football in my life because... (laughs) I'm not going to get anything done. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I definitely love listening to some Taylor Swift. That's probably, like, it was not a surprise to me when I pulled up my Spotify wrapped, like, thing. And it was, like, all Taylor. I was like, yeah, that, that's that's you go surprising. to her
0: concert?
1: I did not. I did not go to the concert. Um, but I love, I mean, I think that's just, again, it's, there's a, you have a lot of respect for other creatives oh. and what they can create. And her, I mean, I just, I think it's just her brain of the lyrics as a storyteller who loves to tell stories. Um, back in the day when Instagram was just a picture and a caption, that was kind of my jam because I was like, yes, I can write a really engaging caption. Um, now it's like reels and I'm, I can still write those captions, but I'm a little out of um, practice. Um, but, but yeah, uh, no, sorry,
0: sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was gonna say Taylor Swift is like an epic storyteller, and Mm -hmm. so even if I I I enjoy her, but even if you don't enjoy, there's no denying that she is a amazing creative. Like she can, what comes out of her and her like how um, prolific she is is just incredible. Yes, (laughs) it's incredible.
1: I love it so much. I I think it's just really cool to see the different, how each album is different, how the lyrics are so, I mean, some of the songs, you just don't expect them to be so profound, but the lyrics are just really good. So, um, yeah, I've always been about the lyrics, though. That's always been my thing, is really deep diving into stories behind why songs are made. So...
0: Yeah, me too. I I can't stand when I listen to a song and I can't understand the words. And I'm like, I need to know the lyric. I need to, like, I need to understand the story behind this. It's yes. just something that's... Lyrics are probably my... I mean, I love a good melody and a good, mm-hmm. you know, the music too. But goodness, the lyrics are probably like my first love. And I, because I do, I enjoy, I enjoy, well, there's, there's other dabbling. I enjoy wearing poetry. <laughs> I'm yes. a dabbler in all areas. but um, But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that guilty pleasure, and I—I always say guilty pleasure, but I feel like that's just—that's just the phrase we use. But it's just a pleasure. Like, what's it's just a pleasure. pleasure? Yeah. Yes. And okay, my next question is, what's a dream vacation location for you? So where?
1: Oh, I have so many of these. I know. It's hard I know. to pick one. Um, probably Italy. And that's just because of my love for art history. Um, I mean, that I, I did take an art history course, and this is probably what I should have listened to. You know, like you have those times in your life where you feel like it's a crossroad and you just maybe just didn't go that way. And I'm like, oh, I kind of regret that I didn't listen to that little voice. But I was taking art history And I just fell in love, like absolutely. And sometimes you just have an amazing instructor who just this helps you get engaged and um, love that class so much because it was more about it was more than the art. Again, it was the history or the story behind each of these and how art can tell a story about the period that it was painted in. And so a lot of the um, work in Italy, I would just I mean, even architecture has a story and um you know you can definitely tell when things are built based off of what was chosen for certain things and design so um yeah i think italy would be not
0: not to mention like i would have gelato like all the time oh yeah (laughs) yeah i have actually been to italy and they're amazing uh but it was a long time ago uh and i need to get back there (laughs) oh my
1: gosh I think Italy and then probably a close second would be Japan just because my daughter has this, like, we would love to go there just because of all of the cute stationery and pens because I do love modern calligraphy so much. So I'm like, I can totally just bring a small little carry-on empty and just stock full it with pens and <laughs> markers. I
0: Yeah, a lot of my pens come from Japan. Like I'll I'll order things, and it's all it's it's like the packages packaging is all in Japanese, and I'm like, yep, (laughs) I would totally, (laughs) I would would love that. I love how your locations are tied to 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 creativity and art. I love that. (laughs) Love it. Okay, next question. This week, you suddenly find yourself with four hours of free time. What do you do? Oh, um. Okay, so four hours what can I do in four
1: hours? Um, I definitely missed, and this is probably one of my goals for this year is to really start reading for fun. I do a lot of like reading these books for like business or self-help or for like, um, like education purposes for art, but like, you know, just one of any book just for fun you know any kind of fictional book um i do love fantasy um oh, you, have you read the crown of thorn and roses series yet no
0: right. i have not but that i do me this year Did i hadn't it? read fiction in a long time yeah and i decided to pick it up cuz i'd heard about it for i heard about it for a bunch of years and i finally was like all right well basically i was like at a commission for like two and a half years. I was like, I can't not read. So I'm sorry, family. I don't know how you're going to eat, but this is. What oh, I- my gosh. So now I had to end up getting the because it's a series of five or six books and I had to end up getting them on book on tape so I can listen to him on my commute because it was just getting about yeah. any good novel for me. that's why I love reading. But good novels, they get me and I can't seem to put them down. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'll have to send me the, yeah, you'll have to send me the,
1: the name of that with the author so that I can put that on my list. Okay, I
0: will.
1: But, I'll put um, in the show notes,
0: everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely think reading, um, I love to, I mean, I love to cook. So, and bake and just being with my kids, um, we're actually practicing something uh this weekend for the very first time it's going to be interesting to see how our family does this but um it's called sabbath which is like a full day of rest and that's going to be really hard for for me it's easy um not sure <laughs> how the rest of my family will do with it cuz we're going to cut screens off no work um but I'm I really am excited to tap into you know and I I made it very clear to the family like it's rest based off of what you define rest. So I can't say, okay, what you're doing is not rest. If it really is rest for you by, you know, writing, um, that's fine. You know, or if you actually do need to take like hours of nap, you know, I don't think we take enough time to actually rest before our body is screaming for it. Right. Yeah. So um, that is why we're kind of
0: trying to do this weekly thing.
1: I love Uh, it.
0: I mean, that's gonna be interesting. I've been wanting to do a sabbath for a long time, <laughs> so I'm curious to follow along with your journey on that for sure. But yeah, cooking that would be it. But
1: probably read a good book or being inside the kitchen and baking, maybe trying a new recipe or something like that. It's really fun.
0: Awesome. All right. Final question is, I I mean you already told me, but basically, <laughs> other than watercolor. What's your favorite creative outlet besides watercolor? Cuz we know watercolor is. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, so it's funny cuz you were talking about how you like to dabble. I mean, I love trying new things. Like I um but the other than watercolor, it's you know, modern calligraphy. I love to bake or cook. Those are my two that I kind of go back to a lot. Um but you know, like, it's so funny. I took a, uh, have you ever taken a wheel thrown pottery class before? Like, oh, I've been interested, of course. <laughs> I took one and it was so, I mean, it was a lot of, it was a lot more anxiety for me doing it because I there's this thing where they, you put the clay on there and you have to center it on the wheel. It has to like spin and not wobble. It has to stay centered. That was the hardest thing I've ever done <laughs> in my life. But it was because I'm in my head, I'm thinking this is going to be like ghost. It's going to be amazing. It's going to look amazing. (laughs) And it was like, not bad. (laughs) But I am glad I tried it out. Actually, I have. um, I took that class when we were in Arizona. I still have the piece um, because it was supposed to be a bowl. And it like it's one of my favorite pieces because it was supposed to be a bowl. And as I was like pulling the sides up, it like fell. And collapsed. And I was like, oh. And I remember feeling so defeated because, again, I spent like forever trying to just center the clay on there. And the instructor came to me and, like, a good instructor, she's like, oh, it's beautiful. She's like, you just do this. And she grabbed little pieces of clay and like stuck them where it had folded. And in, she's like, see, there's flowers. It's like, it's beautiful. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so ended up glazing it, firing it. And it's one of my favorite pieces, just because, like, it's my visual representation of how imperfection can be beautiful, and I love that piece so much. Um, so I just, it's always the one I get scared that's going to break when we move, because we move every two to three years. Um, but I'm really, it again, it they're a teacher, a really good teacher really makes the biggest difference and i mean i was so defeated i was like i can't believe i spent all this time in the middle I I it's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like i was trying to just make a bowl well, and that's-, that's one of the things i always remind myself and i do on my students too when we when i teach is that that um there's never really a mistake in art it can always no. just just it's just a new type of art it's just different you know yeah um i love that I love that she taught that for you and that and I feel like it's easier to say that for yourself in like the areas like Holly for watercolor you know how to like you know change it around but something that you've never done before you feel like there's being a little bit of anxiety around it and then it's like it's sort of mm-hmm. hard to come over next to you and remind you of what you already know that you can make it beautiful is really cool I love that yeah
1: and I do feel like it's so funny when you tell people that you're doing watercolor, because even when I meet other artists and they're like, oh, what, what kind of artists are you? I'm like, oh, I do watercolor. They're like, oh, no, like I would never. <laughs> it's like for them, it's it's an anxiety ridden thing just because, um, you know, with watercolor, it can be difficult if you make a mistake. They feel like you can't cover it like you can do with acrylics and other ones. But that's when you really have to let it does watercolor is a very interesting, interesting medium to have come into my life because it does teach you how to both let go of control at the right time and when to take it. And there's, it's just timing, but it's really fun to kind of explore that.
0: And then there's always like, well, that was a good, ex- that was a good experience. Like throw in a new piece of paper, you know, it's yeah. just, right. It's just I can turn that. it into a gift tag. That's usually what I'm like. Gift <laughs> tag, they're perfect. <laughs> I'm a <little laughs> paper So I love that. So could you want to tell us what you're, what you're up to? Because I know you told me about something coming up, an online course you're doing, mean. Yeah, so um, we are working on
1: it this year. We're hoping in the fall, so hopefully around September. We are going to have our very first online watercolor course um, that is geared towards beginners. I know a lot of people, like I have a lot of friends who are outside of the, the state I'm in. So I usually try to teach... In-person workshops, but because people are just kind of everywhere, I wanted to make sure there was something that I could provide that would actually teach what I know. So it's really breaking down basics, and we're also like a lot of the beginning modules are going to be teaching how to get the right mindset and how to get rid of those um lies and fears that we have when it comes to starting something new. Um, so getting into the right mindset and just going over basics to go and teach a little bit more about watercolor florals and things like that. So it's going to be really cool.
0: I'm really excited. I love that because I have I've taken online uh, painting classes before, and that is not something that usually is started with. And I think that is really key. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're ta- you're starting with the mindset and helping people through the through that struggle because I think that's why people don't even finish online courses because they're just like, ah, oh, oh, you know, and they, yeah. they get frustrated and they don't even realize. And there's nobody, there's not a teacher right next to them. Like you have that teacher right next to you to help you with the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's important that you give them that structure to begin with so they're ready for it when it does happen. And you're always
1: going to, I mean, I know there's going to be students who are like, uh, I'm going to move on to like the basics. Let's like get to, straight to it. But it really is very important because if yeah. you don't get into the right mindset, you don't realize. I guess, really look into why you're even doing it, then, you know, you're not going to stick with it. So it's definitely going to be a fun little thing to kind of help teach from afar. And hopefully, I'm just, I'm really hoping to still teach in person though, but we are moving in the summer. So- <laughs> did you just move? Yeah, we did. <laughs> so we're moving again. And I knew that right now we're here near Austin, Texas, but we will be moving really soon. So probably in the summer, but that's okay. I mean, that's, that's why I
0: do what I do because it can move with me. I, I think your mindset around everything in life is amazing. So that's awesome. (laughs) I can't wait to watch you and continue to watch your journey and honestly continue to talk to you because we are kindred spirits. (laughs) Yes, we really are. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was such a pleasure. I'm going to put all the ways people can find you in the show notes. And I, th- I just want to say thank you again. Well, thank you so much for letting me be on here. It was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. Well, thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Creative Calm Podcast. I hope that you found this episode insightful and that it has inspired you to embrace the three pillars of rest, creativity, and play in your own life. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Another wonderful way to show your appreciation and spread the Creative Calm Revolution is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing it on your social media and tagging me. I want to express my gratitude for joining me on this creative journey. Your support means the world to me. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me on Instagram at Ray. Until next time, remember to prioritize rest, unleash your creativity, and embrace playfulness. Have an absolutely beautiful, magical day.